Hello, and welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. And on today's episode, it's a family affair. (laughs) Joining me today is my grandma and my cousin, Sharla. Sharla Monique, when I'm on this show, I want both of my names. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) When I'm on your show, it is Sharla Monique because I have to let everybody know we're the same. Yes. Okay. It, the Moniques are back together. We got yeah. <laughs> this our granny. Say hi, granny. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, before we get into the episode, I got to say congratulations to Dr. Sharla Monique Walker. Come on, cuz. Like Monique again. Give them the titles. Read them out the full list of titles. Um, okay, so like all my letters after. So I'm Dr. Yes. Cheryl Monique Renee Walker, DNP, APRN, CPN, PPC, CBS, because I'm a certified breastfeeding specialist, not the news channel. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't even know what all that means, but I know you got credentials. You got all the I'm credentials. Okay. We out here official. Official. And like mm-hmm. a real like doctor, guys. Like she did her dissertation. She did all that. The struggle. The struggle is so real. But yes, congratulations to you. And I'm so you. proud of you. Like so proud. I still didn't live in Spain, but okay. Girl, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we, but we, we doing things though. We doing things, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And we both got podcasts. So again, Sharla is the host of, what is it? It's God Goals and Girl Talk. Comes God out Goals yeah, and Girl Talk. <laughs> every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, girl. God uh-huh. Goals and Girl Talk. Everywhere where they can listen to podcasts. So Apple, Google, I'm on YouTube. Girl, I'm, I'm out here, grandma. We out here international. My show charted in Ghana. I ain't never been there. Yes. Um, I'm also available in all the same places. And um I did where I've charted the most surprisingly is India, which I'm like super excited oh, about. Man. Yeah. Like shout out to everybody in shout India. Bollywood yeah. was good. Yeah. <laughs> so we have people who listen in different countries. And so we just like how they have like the music charts podcasts get charted too and so we get reports on where our podcasts chart so there are people listening to jara in india a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's out there and if people listen to me in africa i ain't never been there yeah but it's super dope like connecting to like an international community and hopefully people resonating with what we have to say even though we have it's different cool. lives that's yeah. how we this grandma Cause we get the talk, we get our voice gets heard in places that our feet have never touched it is the most amazing thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, my grandmother is being very shy for no yeah, reason. <laughs> yeah. Because this, this little meek. Okay. Is okay, not, is, is not her. So you know what? We're going to dive into the conversation and see if Let's grandma, grandma Rose starts to come out her shell a little bit. Loosen so. Up. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. You okay us? Come on. One more time. Um, <laughs> so to start the show, um, I like to start with a segment called What's the Meaning? And that's where we explore a word that is related to the today's topic or floating around in the zeitgeist. And we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And today, for very obvious reasons, the word that I wanted to discuss with you both is family. So like, what is family? Like, what does that mean to you both? And whoever wants to go first, grandma or Charlotte? Okay, grandma wants me to go first. Family... Ohana means family. (laughs) (laughs) No, family to me is a group of people who love each other unconditionally. We go through all these different life experiences. Um, We grow up together. It doesn't always mean blood related because I have people who I consider family who are not blood related to me. And I feel like our family is built on that. Right, Grandma? You have a lot of inherited children, grandchildren, Don and Doug and all these other people that I learned about (laughs) over the last two weeks of grandma visiting. And so family is just a group of people that you love each other. You're there for each other. You support each other. Sometimes you got, you want to punch them, but you don't because that's frowned upon sometimes. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and you're able to grow and experience life together. And you can grow old together. Mm -hmm. But my, my meaning of family is to me is people. I love people. We know And I take them as family. Very seldom that I just have friends that I go above beyond the friendship mm-hmm. to being just, I feel so close to, to the person mm-hmm. or persons that uh, they're family. And with Donald and Douglas, the Craddock t- uh, twins, they, a lot of people have lived with me, mm-hmm. and their parents sometimes had been in a struggle. I end up with their children, teenagers and adults, never babies, but but it's at the teenage years and adult years, other than my real family. Yeah, you know, biological family that I. So I just love them. Means yeah. so very much to me. And you know what? Yeah. No, I sorry, Grandma. I don't mean to talk over you, but I'm, what you're saying is like it's funny to me because I mean, obviously, I think for many people, family is not just relegated to your biological family because a lot of people have you know troubled relationships with their biological families. But like, family has come to mean like a broader sense of like the people in your life whom you love. And who love you back. And I feel like I'm the exact same way as like the both of you. And I didn't realize that like we probably got this from grandma is like, if if you are in my, if you are part of my life and I love you, like, that's that's it. Like, I will always love you. And you're my family. Like, (laughs) yeah, it is so funny that like she's saying like, because there's so many stories that we don't know about like our parents growing up in grandma's life and stuff before she became grandma, but <laughs> I've learned a lot of things. Yeah. But it's so, um, it's so funny that you say that like you, people were always coming into your home because I feel like that type of person too. Like, even if I don't like people aren't physically living with me, I feel like if I meet you and we have an exchange and a conversation, then like, 
like, I'm really going to take in what you have to say and what you're going through. And I want to know how best I can help you in in that moment, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I do that with like everybody. (laughs) Same. My friend Jen actually came, we had a, um, the graduation at Church in Virginia came, mm-hmm. you, she walked in and Jen is like, I love her. She's my Dominican like sister that mm-hmm. I just absolutely love. And she came in and saw, saw dad. I was like, Hey dad, <laughs> like, no, there was no, it wasn't weird. It wasn't awkward. Like dad, my dad is like, we, Hey dad. When I talked to her mom, Hey, Madre Del, like that, like that is my sister. And it's not even relegated to time. It's, it's a quality thing. Um, that like, when, you know, you know, the, like, the, I was like, this is my sister and her, her, uh, her daughter calls Andre Tio Andre. And she just asked me for macaroni and cheese, but that's a whole thing. <laughs> no, but that's how I feel like that's how it is too. With my best friend is like, I'm the Ajara to her kids. And like, that is like, I just consider them family. Like whether there's, there's blood or not, it's like, I, I got you. Like if whatever you need, I got you. And I feel like that's what family is. It's like just that, that unequivocal, like I got you. <laughs> well, this is what happens uh, growing up uh, in, I should say in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a limited income. Mm-hmm. You could say, Grandma, poor. We are poor. poor. <laughs> Girl, after you told me what you used to eat, let me tell you something. Did you know that they used to, what did they, Grandma ate chitlins. And I was like, you see, I hear eating poop tubes. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we ate. What else did you say you eat? Uh, were you fried? A chitlins. But chitlins. She ate fried poop tubes. I was like, ma'am. Well, want me to tell you what that sausage skin is made out of? I'm okay. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's like, girl, in the South, we don't waste no food. She said, we were poor. We ate, we ate all. And we shared, you know, uh, for the, in the South, if you, the main thing that you, you grew up with, with your own chickens, pigs, and maybe someone else had a cow, you know, then you would share, even if with the milk, uh, if you made butter. And that what you didn't sell, you share with other people. Yeah. So that's where you learn where family come from. If my mom told me that to take that milk, you know, or the butter up to someone else's house, I knew to take it there. And if we were short on a food, I mean, it wasn't being short. It's just that you shared. So then you become one family, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, over the years. And that's the way, that's how I started out of caring, you know, about people as family. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the older I got and the more I got into being family, Mm -hmm. you know, and then um, when I came to New York, my sister, my oldest sister was very much into church and I, and we, because of her kids being young, younger, we didn't say Mr. or Mrs. at church. Everybody was aunt and uncle. Mm. So that, that, so if you said aunt and uncle, Hey, they got kids, they're your cousins. So it was just one big family, mm-hmm. you know, and 
it just keep growing like that. It's yeah. Good yeah. I think it's interesting. Like even listening to grandma talk, I'm like, dang, like that we don't have that element of community that we used to have. No. Um, like I was that thinking that too. Like, bruh, like, no, cause I even remember, you know, um, you know, back, like they would say back in the day, like it was like a village as I've been listening to dad and grandma talk, dad was like, yeah. First of all, did you know grandma was a waitress? Like a, she was a bartender. No. Bartender. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like so much about grandma. I don't even know. I didn't know that y'all didn't know. She was out here with the and the bartender. I've been the bartender and I waited, you know, cocktail waitress. Uh, yeah, grandma was out. Shout here. out a cook. Come on, I know, but grandma, come on. Like your your one job was to food? was to land us a super rich <laughs> granddaddy. <laughs> and, and but the, the pay wasn't the same as today. You oh know. no, no, no! I know, and yeah. and we're like black. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but grandma, dad said that because grandma was a waitress. People would see them like, and if they were somewhere they had no business being, they'd be like, "Ain't your rose boy? Give them over here." <laughs> and they oh, yeah. they had to listen because if not, they get in trouble. If somebody went back to grandma, and like they, you know, they had they gave this community type authority to be able to correct each other's kids. Nowadays, child, that was from the that came from being living in the south. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the people from the south came to the north; they still had that same mm-hmm. uh attitude, yeah we don't get know. that like I, there's so many people you can't say nothing to, to nobody's kids Not he's my world. baby and i feel like yeah. we that part of our culture especially like black culture we are missing out because mm-hmm. of that like that uh you know it's more of like a crab in a bucket kind of mentality whereas like back yeah. in the day it was like whatever missing piece like grandma like grandma said if they had milk and they needed eggs then you know they knew that that need would be met and I feel like I still operate like that, but it's not something that is um, as prominent as it was. Yeah. You no. Know, um, I don't. I. But first of all, I don't know what happened. People get, started to think they didn't want anybody to know their business. Mm-hmm. This is what has happened. Isolation. They, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they rather go hungry than for someone to know that they're out of food. Yeah. You know. That's right. Uh, but until last. To 2021 and the pandemic hit, everybody was on a food line mm-hmm. because it, it, it has no boundary. Yeah. See, it is sad. That's what it takes. Yeah. It had to take that to make people realize we need each other. That's right. Yeah. And there was a lot, a lot of giving up with food and mm-hmm. even wash you know things you yeah. need to bathe with and everything it, it's not just waiting for a hurricane to hit or yeah. earthquake or a fire yeah it took the pandemic to bring people to understand that you need each other yes yeah. it's, it's no one and I, I, was, I it's so great that they can li- they can live by themselves yeah not on this earth yeah mm-hmm. i mean at least I, that's what i hope this pandemic is is teaching us about like community is how we will survive. Like community is how we'll not just survive, but thrive because so many of us are like in this sort of individualized headspace of like, I have to, you know, get ahead or I have to get where I'm going. But it's a product of like this capitalist system that we're all trying to figure out. And it's obviously like a white 
supremacist patriarchal capitalist system, which I won't get into, but you know. No, tell me about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that keeps us in this headspace of like, I've got to get more than the last person instead of, instead of realizing like, how can we each utilize the unique gifts and talents that we each have to Mm -hmm. help one another get there together. Right. But like, we're all just, like you said, like in survival mode, which is like unfortunate, but even back in the day, like it was obviously survival mode more so because you had like that Jim Crow era, civil rights era and all that stuff. But like, there was a deeper sense of community because like it was life or death. Like we were like, yeah. we were all you, all we had, like yeah. you all you got. Yeah. And then I, and I'm like, I'm not someone who like advocates at all for like spankies or anything. So like when we talk about like community and helping, you know, rear other people's children, I'm, I'm like in a, in a loving way. Like, I feel like we should be able to like course correct people's kids, yeah. you know, but like, um, yeah, you can't even say nothing to some of these people's kids. Yeah. 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 Please yeah. don't. Yeah, it's the mentality of so many things that that has, you know, went changed. wrong. Mm-hmm. It changed, but it's it went so wrong, yeah. you know, uh, that the kids end up getting into a lot of trouble. Yeah, because they don't understand. And you said that capitalism is about getting ahead of the next person. Yeah, but also too like getting ahead of the next person and it makes this feel like there's there's a limit to everything, right? So like we got to fight over what's here, but also like we're probably like um going off topic. But also when we think about like the family structure and the system of community, what happened to a lot of our men, right? They were imprisoned, incarcerated or killed. So that broke up this sort of family community dynamic where it it did become a lot about um, survival, even though like me and Charlotte were doing our ancestry for grandma and like, we managed to go back like to the 1700s with like grandma's side of the family. And like so many of the men died prematurely, like all of them. (laughs) And almost every man in our family, we have had one male participant in every war that this country has had. Yeah. Every single, every somebody, uncle, the uncle's Stepfather. Yeah. Uncle, my stepfather. Yeah. They're in like, World War One. Mm-hmm. Albert Jenkins. Yeah, we've had so uh, many people. Uh, my mother's two uh brothers, Doc Wilkins and Barry Wilkins. They was in these people was in World War One and then World War Two. It was my brothers and my cousins. You know, and then what came after that? Korean War? I don't know. I mean, but, but the list went on. I was like, we're going to fast lot, forward. Like because you, even still, your son, like your sons and your daughter, like yeah. your, our family has, has fought in every Written war military, this country. And cousins had. and nieces, mm-hmm. nephews. Your grand, Tiffany, grandbabies. Yeah. So Which, it's, it's crazy. And you know, what it is, honestly, Jara, is like, to me, Especially, you know, what I've had to learn, even in my walk with God, is one, like, I don't, God is the source, so the the resources to me are unlimited. Two, is that we're all supposed to function as one body. And the problem is, everybody want to be eyelashes, okay? Because you want to be seen, you want to be cute, you want to be snatched, right? And I I always make this joke of, like, nobody is ever like, Jara, you know what, girl, your kidneys, girl, they is out here 
fantabulous. Okay. We don't, so you don't see the kidney. So you don't think about the purpose and people always think that their purpose has to have some kind of platform attached to it. And that's not true. You can serve, um, you know, you serving your family, you serving as a teacher in a school, it's still you fulfilling your purpose and, and you're still helping build community and the resources are still limitless, even though you're in the position that you're in. And I think it's because we've glorified people wanting to be in the front all the time. Um, that's where this comes from. I got to be seen. I got to be trending. I got to be on TikTok. And so we'll literally kill ourselves from within and kill each other and kill our family and destroy systems because we trying to be eyelashes. Well, you, you mean with eyelashes? Because they're seen and they're pretty and it's glamorous. Oh, okay. but your kidneys aren't glamorous, but let them things fall apart. You in trouble. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know, honey, but uh, what I was going to say is that as as people of color, we had to struggle mm-hmm. extra hard, but we was also told and planted in our heads from the white man, uh, <laughs> the pale face is not, pale face is the Indian, the white man said, in slavery time, mm-hmm. in order to stop running after the runaway slaves, uh, and 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 you know, and and having them with the big thing on their leg and stuff, mm-hmm. so they couldn't move. He said, "Teach them to not trust each other." Yeah, my ex-husband told me that. He read it in a book. Mm. The man's name was John Lynch. I don't know where he was at, but this has been through the through our whole system. We don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. We have if we could trust each other and let each other know, it's okay for her to be a doctor. It doesn't mean that you have to try to do something to bring down her bring her down, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to block her from going. And this is what happened. Yeah. We don't help. We, we doesn't help each other to grow up that ladder together. We help each other step on one another's heads. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, but it was, it was rooted in our brain. Don't, don't help each other. Don't yeah. look out for each other. You, you know, help each other go down the wrong way. So then they can, you know, as long as you're not stopping them from uh, being productive in life, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, that I hope that my granddaughters do. We out here. <laughs> yeah, but I think the system is also designed intentionally that way to like put us in in competition with one another. You know, like a lot of folks. Um, and again, we'll get back to the topic of family at some point, but this is all family related. Um, people like to use the argument of like, oh, what about black on black crime and black folks are, are always like killing each other and things of that nature. But it's like, there's no such thing as black on black crime. Yeah, exactly. It's about being relative. Like we live close. There's white on white crime. It's who lives next to you. Period. It's, it's, a proximity <laughs> thing. 
it's, it's his Latino and Latino crime. Like we all out here killing people that look like us because you're not gonna go shoot uh Jim. You're gonna shoot um, you know, Tyrone who tried to who tried to jank you out your money in in uh you know again. Yeah, yes, it's a proximity thing. That is it is a lie that people try to perpetrate, but like Latino people kill Latino people, white people kill white people, and they be killing a lot of each other and chopping them up and doing all, all kind of other weird stuff. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, <laughs> I watch a lot of documentaries, but like it's, it is a proximity issue. So I'm here to say as a doctor officially that black on black crime does not exist. Here we go. Hey, thank you. Exactly. For the record, a doctor confirmed by a doctor, but like, that's the point I'm making is like, also like people want to throw that out there as some sort of like, um, reasoning for why we're being so heavily like policed in our communities but like also look at the communities that we've been given and like you know redlining and how you know everything here is based on property taxes and the money that gets funded into schools and into community centers and into like even just the properties to have like nice homes and safe places to live and and public parks and public spaces like the communities that we were purposely pushed into we're not allotted any of those things. So when people have no resources, what are they meant to do to survive? You know, and it's like people aren't looking at that. It's it's not like we are inherently folks that don't care about one another. No, people care and love deeply. Like we are a testament to that. The three of us sat here and just said, if I love you, I love you forever. And it doesn't take blood to be family, you know, like- and I think that is the majority of people like, mm-hmm. but there, I don't know. I don't, it's just, you know, it's but just why, a lot happening. The system that, is, okay. that so, was not built for us. So why that part, you, yeah. you think that we as a people have been put into the poor neighborhoods? Why do you think that, that we doesn't get the same recognition? Oh, uh, it's, it's all race-based. It's, it's, it's racism. It's been rooted. Yeah. This sort of okay, because because you will not find a Popeye's chicken in the Caucasian neighborhood and there ain't <laughs> no drugstore. There's no like liquor stores in the neighborhoods. When you can tell when you go to the Popeye's, a churches, there's fast food restaurants, there's no grocery stores available. It's it's basic things. There's no health care centers available. They have limited access to health care. They do not put the resources that are necessary in areas that are populated by black and brown people because Bye. the revolution will not be televised. I don't know that it didn't go with that, but I feel like it. Yeah, but I'm still trying to <laughs> ask why. Because they don't want us to succeed, girl. That's the whole thing. Because... Uh, it's it's just so many many things that's not right. Yeah. But when the one or two black people make it to another position, are they in a position to help the community where mm-hmm. it's like closed down? No, I mean, in very I think limited ways because. Those people are the exception, you know, the Oprah's, the Jay-Z's and all this stuff, the Michael Jordan's like, they're the exception and they still have to work within that paradigm that's already of like, you know, these racist systems. Like you can, you could have money, but like money, money is not going to, I mean, it may, maybe it'll give you proximity to whiteness, but it's not going to, it's not going to erase racism. Mm -hmm. Yes. What what Jay-Z say? I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. Jay Z said that because OJ said, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." Okay. But I want. I'm trying to say the right thing here. 
the way I feel is that if if we as black people could do things together as family, mm-hmm. as we say we love each other unconditionally, regardless, we can be very challenging. All you have to do is think about this, this last election. Mm-hmm. It was black people that put Joe Biden in, in, in the White House. They got out, they sacrificed, and they stayed. They made sure that their votes counted. Now, you tell me, I am really getting into politics. Why <laughs> now in Georgia and places they're putting in the voting? You know, they're try, trying to stop changing. The voter the suppression, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Stacey Abrams is one woman, I just must say on your podcast, is worth reckoning and listening to because she went a long ways here. Yeah. She stepped out there. Yeah. And she encouraged and she didn't stop. Not only in Georgia, but every other people in other states started listening. And we as the black people, we came out from everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even went and we walked to polls. They were sitting out there in lawn chairs. Then there was brothers and sisters out there dancing. Whatever it needed, they did it. Yeah. We can do the same thing to make our neighborhood better. Yeah. You know, you just can't sit there and say, well, okay. I'm waiting on somebody. You know, because Congress doesn't care. Yeah. They're getting their money. Come on, Grandma. Everybody getting their money. Who's the one suffering? We're the one suffering. But we need them. Mm-hmm. They need us to get where they're going. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I love Joe Biden. He's he's an older man. All right. But the people he surrounded himself with is leftovers. That's my opinion. From Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Obama was a good. Good president. B-Rock, always my president. Okay. Oh, I call him B-Rock too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know y'all called him B-Rock. I called him <laughs> the rock His name is B-Rock Obama. Grandma. And, B-Rock uh, Obama. You, you got to give some more people a chance. Yeah. yeah, I think, well, you know, I think too, Grandma, I think one thing that you but said he is. thought he owed them all something? He didn't owe these people nothing? <laughs> Grandma, you know, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, m- yeah. money exchanges you know, hands, favors. None of I'm this saying. is a coincidence. But, yeah. but this is what happened. Yeah. So, who's the one pushing down? My family and your family of friends. So many friends. That's, you know, Grandma everybody. be out here watching MSNBC a lot. I was like, Are you here watching MSNBC some more? So, so your dad had this with me. Yeah, yeah. That's who got Jesus. me started. Talk to your dad, but uh, you try to, you want to know and, and, and listen. And I just want to say as a family, I want to see family. It doesn't have to be biological, but we stick together and we can be a force. Yeah, I agree. You know, get together. Don't, you know, it's, if she's a doctor, if you become a t- uh, philosopher, is that the right word? A yeah, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> you know what Barack's mama was, do you? Barack? Yes. Who was she? You remember Barack's mama? She was that damn mama. That's what she was. <laughs> no. 
she, she used her brain power. Yeah. So I think a lot of what grandma's talking about is just people like your Stacey Abrams and other, you know, other people who are willing to see a problem and address it. So like, you know, I started a nonprofit organization because I was seeing girls in clinic who clearly needed a mentor, clearly. Um, but if they don't have a mentor, or have access to that, because a lot of this stuff is generational. So, you know, you, you suffer with alcoholism because your, your mama did and your grandmama did. And it's a generational thing that has has been passed down. So we expect some of these younger, this younger generation to like not be ratchet. But if all they're surrounded by is ratchetness, where do they where do they have access to um, to find any, you know, find a resource outside of that? And so I think that doing things like mentoring um, young people, starting nonprofit organizations and being the change that we want to see in our own neighborhoods. We got to quit doing so much blaming of the white man. At some point, we got to pull ourselves together and be like, OK, well, what you're not willing to do, I'm willing to do it. And that's really how it starts. Right, Grandma? So true. I'm, I, and I'm glad that you said that, and I'm also glad that you stepped out on your to tr- try from your heart to to do something to correct some of the problems. Yeah, because there, it, it's just so sad that it is. It's really true. Yeah, that go back to the you know you. Kids, you're you're not a kid anymore, but right. your age and Jared's age, yeah. the mother's uh, drugs on drugs. And yeah. their daughter, maybe fourteen or fifteen, get on drugs. Then she has a baby, yeah. and the system just keep going around and yeah. around and around. Yeah. And that's been for a long time. But like you said, if no one reached out to help these people, yeah. Even though we say we love them as family. Mm-hmm. That's not love. Yeah. Love is an action. Love is an action. You got that right. But you know what? You make a a very valid point, Grandma. And you know what? We're going to dive into this point right now because I think um, within our own family and lots of families, I think a lot of Black families and stuff like that, there is this notion of like blood is thicker than water. You, You stand by your family no matter what. And a lot of times we don't speak about the sort of toxic relationships, environments, or actions that some folks in the family have and the repercussions of that those actions because we do a lot of protecting. Um, and sometimes we protect the wrong people. <laughs> I want to just put in here that blood is thicker than water stuff. Trash. In Spanish, basura. Because that's how Uncle Johnny, you know, Uncle Johnny ain't got no business babysitting nobody kids, but don't nobody want to talk about it. And so people just keep getting molested and raped. And now we have everybody out here needing counseling, therapy, Jesus, and some more stuff because we don't want to open our mouths. I don't want to hear it. Blood ain't thicker than water. What does that even mean? Somebody okay. tell me what that means. It's just something that somebody somebody made it up, and it's a lot. Yeah, you you was in school with me about. Proverbs. So this man-made proverb mm-hmm. about blood thicker than water. I mean, some I some molesty know. uncle made that junk up. So <laughs> now, I don't think a molesty. Trigger uncle. warning. <laughs> you know, it's it's it, and that doesn't have that doesn't have a color. Yeah. Oh, it, it doesn't. It just no. But we're just not just in general generational. You know, I mean, trauma. it's it's just so much of this. I don't know why that it does happen. 
but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't just mean that, like that does happen and it happens way too often. It's like super prevalent, like, um, sexual abuse within the family. Family. Within the family. And you cannot tell they will not, they sit and talk. They're going back for many years. Yeah. But if you young and come around there and say, what you, what you want what did you listen for? You know, Mm -hmm. so you would have to keep me moving. But I do yeah. know that it happened in in families, and including my family. My uh, cousins was molested by their father. Yeah. And I just didn't know what they were actually talking about yeah. until, until my sister told me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I think that that's something that it we I feel like I feel like it is done in a way that is not too intentionally harm. They feel like they're protecting by not telling, you know, that it's not, you know, kids business, but it's not because yeah. in darkness, you it's know, a when, deep dark family yeah. secret in you darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, there's, they yeah, they'll look at you crazy. Right. But that, but darkness and light can't operate in the same place. Right. And so in order for us to be able to deal with the trauma, to be able to deal with the hurt, we need to shed light on that. And we need to do so in love. And I think that there are so many more people who have been hurt because we think that we're protecting by putting a, a bandaid over things, you know, they'll, you know, somebody's uncle will rape somebody else. And then they ship the, the kid, you know, now she even got pregnant. So they ship, they ship her off. Like she's the problem. And then it just perpetuates this generation of hurt, trauma, pain. And it, unless somebody comes out and speaks about it, it's they're not. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that this has been on even no matter what color you are. That is something that they don't bring out. This is, yeah, because it's the it becomes the the code of family, you know, like the family drama, the family troubles, the family yeah. shame. Happened in my house, within, stay in my house. Yeah, yeah, stays stays within the family. But the, like you said, then that doesn't leave room for any healing. It just keeps the trauma circulating within the within the within the family and and then unfortunately it goes through the generations and again i don't mean just like sexual trauma but like charlotte mentioned yeah like alcoholism you know yeah domestic abuse like mental illness too like we don't speak about like a lot of that doesn't get talked about people just like you said talk about mental illness you can forget that yeah because they that we don't talk about mental illness. and as much as i love the lord and with everything that's in my soul, if y'all don't go to therapy and get some Jesus too, because you can't, there's you there, it 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 works together. Of course, like you can't. It's not, oh girl, you you like yo, I'm I'm legit here. I'm feeling suicidal. We'll pray it out. Oh, okay. No, I don't know how to do. First of all, how do I even pray? Like, and that that's even what my podcast, the whole point of my podcast is that people will get saved and we tell them the things to do, but nobody says, this is how you do it. This is how you pray. And this is why this is how you fast. And this is why you fast and also take your blood, take your butt to therapy. Okay. Cause Jesus can meet you there also. And so it it's a lot of just old, you know, older generation, generational thinking. And I don't think that it was done intentionally to harm future generations, but when you know better, you do better. And so I feel like people our age job, like we are all about like, no, let's talk about this. Clearly there's a trend happening. <laughs> Clearly you need therapy. Clearly, you know, there's a problem with 
um, you know, abuse of physical, whether it be physical, sexual, whatever may have you, we know that if there's a family history, let's discuss this. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's deal with it within myself, because sometimes what happens is that that person, the person who may be the offender or the abuser or whatever, um, they may not, you may not ever get the apology. They may not ever acknowledge what they have going on and you're not responsible for what they did to you, but you are responsible for promoting your own healing and what you do after the fact. I am not a victim. I'm going to deal with X, Y, and Z. And not only am I going to deal with it, I'm a generational curse breaker and it ain't go after me, ain't going to be no more. Okay, I get my two cents. Come on, come on, get it in, girl. Put it in. Uh, uh, We're gonna start start with with the uh, alcoholism Mm -hmm. is a disease of the mind, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how people get get involved in it. It's just like any other drug, Mm -hmm. but alcoholics are really mentally sick. Yes, it's a sickness because they can't. I mean, it destroys the person, the person's family, and it's it's so very painful to watch a person just die from from alcoholism. And in our family, while we're on this subject, I my brother Fred Lee, and he went to college. He was a sergeant in World War Two. Mm. Came back. Got married, lived in Northeast Washington, D.C., not Northwest, not in the hood. Had a beautiful wife and the two daughters. He worked in the, wait, uh, money. I'm not. The Treasury? In Washington. He lost it all. Yeah. Lost his wife, his daughter, his family's job. And, we, and, and he died on a, Holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend uptown in Sugar Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. With the gin bottle by him and he on the floor. Yeah. Had decomposed. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, but even with that, with you saying that, like he was in World War II, I wonder, yeah. But so we don't know why because what he saw or what, what happened to him in that experience mm-hmm. that made him. Because, but you see, I'll, Joe Howard didn't drink. Joseph Howard Sr. was not a drinker. Mm-hmm. So I don't know Freddie Lee's mom, Adonia. Her mm-hmm. name was, wasn't Donia. Y'all looked it up in Donia or something. Adonia, yeah. yeah. I don't think she, I don't think she, her family was alcoholic. No, I don't, I think. So we don't was, know what happened to Freddie But right, the war. No, alcohol is in my family. Yeah. No, yeah, it does run, you know, we do have a history of alcoholism in our family, but like we, we were, know. yeah. There's the cause for every alcoholic. There's a cause for every. Yeah, but there's, well, I mean, yeah. Every, I mean, yeah. there's something. There's something that happened that triggered it. Yeah. 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 But um, like Ralph, your Uncle Ralph. Yes. Grandma, <laughs> you don't have to start list naming all the alcoholics. Don't tell the worst girls in the world. <laughs> No, but no, but, but no, even with that, like a lot of times nobody wakes up and is like, you know what I'm going to do? Be an alcoholic. No, <laughs> that's not what happens. Or whatever, yeah. After taking the drink and the drink and the yeah. drink. But it's okay. a trauma. A lot of times though, it's a trauma. And then they, they take the drink and like, oh, this makes me feel better. And then it just never stops. And then 
Yeah, Uncle Joe, my brother, mm-hmm. a preacher, mm-hmm. was an alcoholic at first. Yeah. I don't think he really was an alcoholic. But he could have been a functioning one. He could have been a functioning one. You can be a functioning alcoholic. He, but, but, he, but when God saved him, but I remember when we was growing up, but I guess he after maybe 13 or 14. And he would go out with friends. And in the country, you did think that. Wait, drinking at 14? That, that, my uh, brain just caught up with that. Yes. First what time I remember, what? he was out with the rest of the country boys. What, you know, they didn't get corn They could get corn liquor when they couldn't get anything else. What? Do I, what is corn liquor? Well, I was like, do I want it? What is corn liquor? Illegal alcohol. Distilled it's, corn, maybe. moonshine? Is that moonshine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's made from it's moonshine and corn liquor is the same thing. It's corn. You make alcohol, gas, everything out of corn. Well, oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and liquor. She yeah. looked at you like you was. Does it taste? Duh. Like, <laughs> is it buttery? No. So do they have white cheddar? We'll we'll find you some corn liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. I, if I'm going to see if I can get the two, get you all down to Virginia or go to North Carolina. But this corn, trying to get you all to grow something on that farm. Down there, on them two acres of Did land. Did you know we had land? I knew we had land, but I knew, like, we don't. I it, know. Who has, who has the, the land? papers we for it? Land? Can we put a house on the land? Probably, I, but I, ain't nobody I, paid taxes on the land in probably yes, yes. Oh, yeah. 50 years. When? Hey, that tax. Girl, Are you paying the tax? Your dad was paying, I met him, and then last two years, Geraldine paid it. But Listen, no, my daddy be doing things, I don't I don't know what my dad be doing, but he be doing a why lot. Am I, because why am I you know years why? Old and just finding out we have <laughs> Because he, that's where last home him and Rap had, and Philip was down there. No, I know. He, In their room, yes. I know. Yeah, so that, that he never stopped there. You know, we made sure we didn't lose that land. Yeah. You well, know. we just got land that nobody's doing nothing with. But um, we don't right. I, we, but I'm you know, the only, only person ever said anything about doing something there was Donna said. Titiana said, "Why the land is sitting there? Nobody's doing anything because it's down in the woods." I mean, it was not. I want y'all to look this up for me. Homework. Jarrah, now we just started ancestry. We are the family historians the, now. Remember. Mm-hmm. The people that sold that house to my mom and dad were the Holtz, H-O-L-T-S. Good. You think these people want the information? I can't remember the first name, (laughs) but they're Holtz in Holtz Crossing, Naruna, Virginia. And if you ever find there's two acres of land, and this is just complicated because these people owned all that land and they sold it. All that land, but the two acres that they sold Ma and Daddy. All right, that was the home house on that land. It's a cemetery in the yard. Wait, oh. there's a cemetery on the two acres of land. Mm-hmm. Great. Really? So, so we can't build nothing on it because yeah, it's somebody did. Auntie, it's not like a cemetery. Cemetery. What? Okay, wait, but but what, wait a minute. What's a cemetery? Cemetery. Who's, who's <laughs> ancestors is on this land? Our ancestors <laughs> or their ancestors? Yeah, some of them is buried out there. I never seen it. But as wait uh, a can, minute, your dad now don't remember anything. But a Ralph cem- remember. 
But yeah, Jai, it's not a cemetery cemetery. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? You're either dead. No, because <laughs> I guess back then when they buried people, like maybe they stuck a little thing up there, you know. So, uh, but are there bodies underneath? And then are they six feet? What if they're not six feet? Oh, and then yeah. it rained real bad. Over the and then we went and up and they are there doing the. Doom, 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 I guess the 1800s. They've been in 1800s. Wait, who, maybe. their family is buried there? Yeah. Yeah. On the two uh, acres of grandma, of, of, of course, of, of course, we we have two acres of haunted land. Why? What are we? Ah! <laughs> your grandma, and your, I mean, your your dad and your uncle uh, Ralph told me they were there. Then they told me the first part of the house was a log cabin. Ask them. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not touching it. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> it's not a big cemetery. I think, grandma, how are we gonna get these people out the land? We gotta get the people out the land. Invite the Holy Spirit because that's the only no, one we miss with. The and house then, is there. You just, you just go and you clean it off and you wherever they clean off the cemetery. No, no I mean we we have to cleanse it over here. Maybe I didn't see it. African rap. We have to cleanse it. What's the next question? Can cleanse it with some with some sage. I'm, I didn't and stuff. finish with this one yet. I'm gonna finish. Oh, I good. want y'all to please think seriously. About finding that land in online. Um Albert and Helen Wilkins Jenkins. Okay. Okay. Who do you pay the money to? Camel County. Okay, they need Rustburg. to know they need to know where the, the quarter is there. <laughs> they don't know anything. They ain't nobody go. Do they so send how the, are they the, taking the money? Is there We're gonna figure this out offline. What's the next question? <laughs> go ahead. What you said, Jarrah? Yeah, sorry, I was getting caught up in the in the in the plot of land. In the cemetery. I, mean, I don't know why y'all went into the cemetery. I don't you know. We didn't know. Yeah, so this is <laughs> gonna be a, a movie. Back to the question. No, no, you're fine. Um, because we we kind of was going into the questions because I was just wanted to family. say like, what do you do when family relationships become unhealthy? What do you do when family relationships become unhealthy, Granny? Because oh. I'm of I'm of the mind of like. Yes, you you support family. Yes, you you're there for each other. You do what you can. You love unconditionally. But I feel like unconditional love does not guarantee somebody a place in your life if what they are bringing to your life is unhealthy. My love has conditions. Oh, I don't I don't believe unconditional love is a lie. My love has conditions. The only person that gives unconditional love is God and Jesus, and I'm not them. My love has conditions. <laughs> I can love you, but you're not going to bust me outside my head. Like, we, we don't have to be in proximity. I have, my love has conditions, especially when it comes to being in proximity and allowing you to have access to that. So me loving you doesn't mean that you have to have access. Us, you, we can have, we can reconcile a relationship. It don't mean that it's void of consequences. If you burn my house down, guess what, friend? You're not going to know where I live after that. That's, <laughs> that's not, that, it, it, it makes no sense. So I can love you, pray for you, do all the things that Jesus told me to do without putting myself in danger or in a position where I'm going to be physically unwell or emotionally and mentally or spiritually unwell. Yeah. What do you what do you think, Grandma? Because I feel like I feel like you're the type of person, like even if someone's done you bad, like you you would still be like, oh, that's I have yeah. to I have to help them. And it's like and not, maybe that's- not at a detriment to yourself. <laughs> 
Do you, maybe no, it's so, a sickness to me. Maybe it's a sickness that I have, girls. No, girl, it's yeah, not a sickness. You're gonna sickness. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna sickness. Do you think we both girls? Yes. Is that not that? Well, okay. So I guess no. That's called codependency. That, now that you're now that you are at the point in your life that you are, would you still allow some of those relationships to be? intact after people have done you wrong or would you do you, or have you ever looked at a situation like i probably should have let them you know love them from a distance yes okay that's all that's what we're asking yeah i, I a lot of things i wish i could have changed but loving somebody i made a very wrong move since the two of you asking me, we're talking about now. We not now. Look now, we ain't asking about no. We ain't asking about it. No, I'm not talking. But it's going to be a little bit better about Christamingo because I want to tell my granddaughter I don't want them living with someone if they're not marrying them because I did mm-hmm. with Lee Clouds. Uh, where you at, Lee? Where you at? Dead. Oh, okay. you don't want to know a record of everyone that I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. R.I.P. Lee. <laughs> oh, no, y'all know who I have a bad record. No, no, yes, I do. No, what's your record? Grandma, you don't have a bad it's record. Dead. Girl, stop it. <laughs> Grandma, that's called old age. You're 80 years old. People be dying. You just got well, you living a long life because the Lord has blessed you. What did I just tell you? I'm telling you. <laughs> my children's fathers are dead. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Okay, they well. They died I'm 80 years old, baby. Well, I don't Grandma, know. Don't, don't, don't put that out there because I'm still single. I don't need nobody thinking. <laughs> they're going to mess with me. They're going to widow. I don't remember no Grandpa Lee. I remember a few others, but I don't remember him. You can remember Elsie? I do Elsie? remember Uncle Elsie. Okay. That's pretty cloud. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Elsie is Lee? Yes, girl. Get oh, Charlotte, you talk about my Uncle Elsie like that. Get out of here, girl. Don't be disrespecting Uncle Elsie. Let me tell you, now, me and Grandma, we have this saying that we say. About if you mess with us, our family. You gonna tell her, Grandma? You go ahead and say. If you mess with me or my family, I'm gonna spread your brain from here to Spain. We ain't got no. <laughs> Guess who we got that from? <laughs> tell us the violence, baby. Every time, and so somebody, if Grandma called me and said, "I said, are we spreading brains, or do you just need me to be normal?" Because I don't blame my granny now. Okay, so <laughs> you two are not allowed to hang out alone again. <laughs> what? Y'all, we can say this for at least a solid twelve months. What? Over that, but honey, you mess with me or my family? I'm spreading brains from here to Spain. Come on, because. Tell if somebody told somebody about his, about, don't mess with the family now. Come on. But I was just saying what I wanted thing. to say. The gag is grandma made it up. <laughs> she taught it to me. <laughs> but he has said something most crazy. What I'm saying is I don't want my, my granddaughters or nieces and nieces living a life with someone and that person passed away. You have nothing. But memories. 
somebody else get the insurance money and 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 the benefit is very painful so this is what i want to tell your listeners like yes do not live with someone if they don't have, if they can't tell you they're going to marry you within a certain length of time and i don't mean years come on Mm-mm. Tell these girls, ain't no hot girl summer, honey. Yeah, uh, no, because honey, it's, and please don't let my biggest error in life was this man was married, but his wife was in North Carolina and he was in New York. Okay. But I, it, it, it and he had a problem. He was a womanizer, mm. but he was a good person. He was a good person to be a friend. Mm-hmm. But he was nobody to be in love with. See? So that's why I say sometime yes. I, I hope to be able to talk to you again on the podcast, Jared, and just not be thinking so much. I think a lot. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with thinking a lot. That's I, want, I can't get it, get it all out at one time. Yeah. But I, I but going back to family, family is very important. And we, as family, we have to be very strong. Yeah. Yes. Keep climbing. Don't look back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is, this is the year for whatever reason the house is going up like this. Mm-hmm. Come on, house. I'm serious. Well, he met your aunt. He's the mayor of the village of Hempstead. That's right, y'all. My uncle's a mayor. The mayor. I definitely asked Uncle Whalen if I could get. A birthday, like a holiday, <laughs> or a street name. I was like, I graduated college again, the twenty fourth grade. If I could get, can I get a, can I get a holiday or a street? That's what your dad tell you. He told me I've been to him stay one day, and now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, it's just so much going on. You got your podcast going. She has a podcast going. Denise Howell finally have a dance team. Hmm. And Denise, if you've seen it on the Facebook, that that they're just going, they're growing. Yeah. And she's yeah. doing pretty good with it. She told me she signed to, she, now she's like fabergasted. That's the wrong word. Fabergasted, whatever. Yeah, we know what you meant. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so that's, this is, this is a family. He, he, he was with. B.B. Winans, our cousin oh, is famous, oh, okay? Girl, don't even say B.B. Yeah, you know who B.B. Winans is? Yeah. No. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. B.B. and C.C. Winans, aren't they? Yeah. Gospel singers? Yeah, J.J. was in the video. Yes, okay. And wasn't yeah. he uh, with uh, Kanye West's... um um did he service? Yes, he did. Easter Sunday. Our, our family be out And Kanye West? What about Kanye West? Nothing. Grandma, I'm going to tell you off the podcast. So anyway. Okay. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about JJ, but I'm just saying there's so many things that's happening with the family of Howell. Yeah. No, yes. Descendants of the Howell family. Yes. Uh, Tammy got engaged to get married again. And who else knows, but I just can say I'm proud of my family. Yeah. Y'all just keep on with the podcast. 
because if Rachel Ray, if that's her last name, has podcast, you know who Rachel is? She mm-hmm. cooks food. Yes. Alfred Donald's also, which is No, not weird. her. The one on MSNBC. Rachel Maddow. Thank you. <laughs> I had the wrong Rachel. Rachel Maddow, yeah. She come from nine to ten on you gotta see her, Jarrah. First good, very smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day we we will be broadcast journalists. I will put that out into the, the universe. But no, I, I agree. Like obviously we're all finding our paths and like achieving our own personal goals and like able to support one another. And obviously like our family does a lot to support one another, whether it be financially or emotionally or whatever. But I think it's also important to note that like family also has to like help hold you accountable for the ways in which you, we can all sometimes be problematic or like still in the middle of our own healing and not notice like when sometimes we are projecting a lot of our own like personal issues and stuff like that, because we all have them. Like none of us is perfect, you know? And a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, like maybe our own personal struggles, I believe a lot of it, um, is sort of generational and like Charlotte mentioned, like breaking generational curses. And like, when I talk about like, you know, how can we, I don't know, like still hold that, that love for one another, but do it in a way that is healthy and helps each other grow and supports Mm -hmm. each other along our journeys. Because I think a lot of that too, is like accountability and being honest about a lot of the things that we don't talk about in our family. The way that I think that that happens is, there's three, three or four critical things. First to me is just having um, truth, Mm -hmm. love. You have to have God in it because the thing, and I've learned that with dealing with people, period, is like, before I come to talk to you about something, I need to talk to God first because he can reach you in ways that I can't. He made you. So that's who I need to talk to. I'm not going to take my, you know, my iPhone to Samsung to fix it, it's going to be broke and probably worse off than what it was. And I feel like a lot of times um, we we don't do that. Like when we say, oh, girl, I'm praying for you. It's a cliche instead of us really praying for that issue. And I can pray for you and still hold you accountable for your actions and what you need to be, you know, what you need to be doing. So I know it's truth. It's love. It's having that relationship um, to where you're really, truly praying for your family. And then um, having relationship, you can't receive from me if I don't have a relationship with you. So it can't always be me pointing my finger and, you know, the Bible, the Bible, like, right? Like I have to be able to be normal and be um, approachable for us to talk about different things. Cause grandma will tell me in a, in a second, I'm being crazy, but mm-hmm. I know that when she corrects me, she will. And she calls me Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy. Because <laughs> she's like, all right, you act like your grandpa. And, and but I can get like when I'm upset and I'm triggered, child. Not that I'll be flying off the handle, but she knows I'll be I'll express my brains from here to fame. And so, <laughs> so you know, but I know that when she corrects me or when she says, you know, you could do this different, I don't get offended because one, this is my grandma, so I know we have a relationship. Two, I can handle the truth. I know I'm not perfect. Three, I know that she loves the Lord. So anything that she's saying to me has already been filtered through him. And four, she wants, she has my best interest. It's the truth. I'll be wilding. I've been wilding since. We were kids. <laughs> well, now you, both of you. Yeah, let me tell both of you something. Tell us. Um, I, me of all people, is, is 
has made so many wrong choices that one of the reasons that I'm in under a psychiatrist and therapist, mm-hmm. I didn't make sense. So I would stop feeling so guilty yeah. about so many things in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's where the guilt and the anxiety come in. And that's why I say I don't always was wanting to kill y'all when you was young. <laughs> you know? Didn't want you to make no mistakes and come, you know. Yeah, because we don't understand that you carry the weight of your mistakes and you didn't want that for us. That's right. Yeah. So now that you're adults, I know that it makes me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I can look at Jerry, you and Shaw and Journey mm-hmm. and Shala with, with her three old nieces and one nephew to love y'all share for one another, you know, and the kids that's growing up with you. I had the same thing with Donnie. And mm-hmm. just like you care for Journey, like you care for your baby. The squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Donnie and Nisi and Dottie Mae and get all of them. See, so it's it's history repeating itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? And I yeah. love y'all for uh, y'all don't you don't it make my heart feel good. I don't care if you just are here scrubbing floors. Mm-hmm. Don't change my love for you. Come on. Aww, thanks, Grandma. You know yeah, it's Grandma good. Grandma saying that to, to all the listeners. Yes. Grandma's are the best. All that's, the listeners, you get grandma's love too. <laughs> yes. You know, because uh family is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Now I'll yes. be just I'm just as proud of you know, regardless whether you were the doctor or you were the lawyer. Yes, but I also like, Grandma, I, I feel like I want to say to you too, like, like we are proud of you for yeah. persevering, for surviving, for loving us the way that you do, for loving our family. Like, I feel like you don't give yourself like any credit because you focus so much on the things you think you did wrong when really when really it's just you make choices based on the information that you have at the time based on whatever your circumstances are at that time you you cannot beat yourself up for things you did not know you know what I'm saying and like I feel like that's why we're talking about generational stuff because I do the exact same thing and I too am in therapy to unlearn the sort of negative self-talk that I have and have had. Just graduated from therapy. See? Yeah, I've been for two years. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was out here therapizing. And, but no, Grandma, for real. And even, like, Grandma, she, if you know my Grandma, you know that she loves people and she loves to be shedding tears. She just is a crier and it's okay. We love her. But when she cries, I'm like, Grandma, why are you crying? Like, this is, this is your harvest. Like, mm-hmm. when we give you things, when we love on you, you know, like God said, like, you reap what you sow. And you just sat here and said how you were taking people in and you would give people, you will give people the shirt off your back. I sure would. Yeah. And you won't think, see how you see how quick you said it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because you, and, the way I, right. I but now, but because that's what you sown, that's why God has given you, um, you have the ability to want to see your family achieve these things that I'm sure it never in your wildest dreams, right? Like even when we talked to Nana, 
uh, who's 90, 96. Can we 96 in October? Yeah, yeah. You know who she talking about. Yes, yeah, Grandma Sally. Too. Shout out to Grandma yeah. Sally. All right. <laughs> we were talking to her. When we called Grandma on three, we called Nana on three-way, and she started crying because, like, Uncle Waylon's the mayor, and I graduated school. Like, never, you know, never in, in her wildest dreams or even yours, with the things that you guys had to, to go through and grow through being Black and being Black women in this country, here we are. Mm-hmm. This I'm is so happy. this is your this is this is your harvest. Like you, yes, being a little girl. Because Grandma said, Grandma said, I got so many Michael Kors bags. I, I said, Yeah, <laughs> I, I told I told Phil, good your dad. I told he that was, too. Yeah, he was cutting up. I said, you I got, a, I, got a, a, I got a Michael Kors jacket. To hang on one on each arm and hang one in on my chest. New York, Charlotte. She don't wear them anymore. Well, I'm going to take them on back to New York. I will. Yeah, oh but, it's, but you look, and to me, it's like that's the grandma's like, oh my god, y'all are spoiling me. I'm like, girl, you're my grandma. Yeah, like, anything you think I may need, you are grandma. That like that's what that is the position that you're in, and that this is the the season where you just get to enjoy the fruits. Yeah, and see this one right here, Jara, Charlotte. I know what she's done for her family. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you've done, Charles. Yeah, Yeah. Like, <laughs> Which one of us? <laughs> you can't. You. Uh, this one for her mom, for her dad, yeah. her brother, and her baby sister. And uh, that boy better take care of his leg. I'm wor- I'm concerned about it. I know, me too. But we'll talk about that after too. But um, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the sort of family um, are, legacy yeah. that has been instilled in us like I say that to to anybody and anybody who knows me like I'm very gentle person for the most part like Charlotte's the opposite like she says like she'll get angry she has that intense fiery part of her very like quietly it takes a lot for me to blow up yeah okay but it's but legit like if if it's my family though I don't play like we could get a hold of Nana for some reason and she is in a rehab facility and grandma called me crying because she could get a hold of her mama and within 48 hours yeah let me say somebody better call me back with my Nana on this phone yeah and I'm like (laughs) I'm like the very low-key like protective person of of my like family as well because I'm just like I like whatever I have to do, like I'll I'll figure it out. Whatever I have to do to make sure that yes. like, you guys are okay, because no. like it hurts we me when they're the not. Yeah. All three I'm of us. Wanted to tell you, you know, we are the same. Like literally the same. You are thirty two. Yes, you thirty. I'll be thirty one in August. Yeah, and she'll be. I'll she'll be thirty three in November. Jamado, well. <laughs> you know, I got a card for Jim. I know we all. They yeah. don't record, but anyway, <laughs> family is very important, and I I love y'all. And yes, but but family. I'm oh, sorry, Grandma. Before you you give your closing statement, like I do want to reiterate what I've learned though is like you have to love to love like family in a healthy way to support their growth. It it has to include boundaries, like. I know we were saying before, like we all have codependent tendencies. Grandma's like, I'll do anything for anybody and I'll carry the guilt and the weight of like all the wrong things that happen in everybody's life, not just your own, but that is not your responsibility. We each have a responsibility unto ourselves to create the life that we want for ourselves as well. Like, so what I learned is like, yes, I would do anything for my family, but I have to ensure that I'm in a position to do that. 
if I'm giving when I don't have, how is that helping? (laughs) I've had to learn that too. It's a boundary. I can give, but we need to talk about this. Now I can't now look outside of my grandma because she's the exception. Okay. I'm not paying, I'm not paying your bills. And so sometimes me loving you is me telling you, Hey, no, I can't do that. But what I can do is you can come over here and I can teach you how to do a budget. Because what we'll do is instead of, we'll feed you instead of teaching you how to fish. And so now I'm paying your bills and my bills. And so I think that love looks like a lot of different things. Sometimes love is saying, hey, you know, I can't, what, you know, what happened? Because you, we both go to work. We, let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about how we keep getting in the space because I don't want this for you. And if that person can't receive that, cool, you still ain't getting this money. Right. And that's and I'm not going to let you, you know, starve or go hungry. But also it is not my responsibility, especially adults outside of my grandma again. okay. but a lot of these people, you know, a lot of times, um, especially with us being, you know, me having my doctorate, blah, blah. Like I've had um, not necessarily I've had family on, uh, on, you know, family. I'm just not going to make it different they're all my family I've had family members um who are like well y'all you know y'all do this and travel and do that I worked hard for that <laughs> like I, I worked hard for that that it's not my responsibility that you know we all have the same opportunity now if there's something that you need I'll help you but your success is not my responsibility and I'm not going to feel guilty because of the success in the work that you know that I've put in so I can love you and we can still have boundaries but that doesn't mean that I'm obligated to help, you know, put a new roof on your church or whatever the case may be. Because, oh, you have a doctorate. So I also have these doctorate student loans. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. Um, and so I think that that it, it is important. Like, and I think that's something that we're learning as a, as a younger generation, that sometimes the best thing I can do for you is to tell you, no, my pastor told me one time that sometimes you have to let people hit rock bottom so they understand that God is the rock at the bottom. You have to really be able to, um, there's some lessons that you're only going to learn between you and God. When Jesus was getting ready to go on the cross, he didn't, it was him and Jesus. And that's it. So I'll feed you. I'll, I'll send groceries, but you ain't gonna get money. It, like I'll help meet a need as I'm led to you, but it's not my obligation to do that, especially if you're being irresponsible with what you got going. Cause I got to protect myself and have boundaries. I need to, I may have to tell you no. So that way, if my grandma ever need anything, I ain't never got to tell her no. Okay. Now we're going back to this. One. Go ahead. Tell us. Uh, I know there's boundaries and I know Jared that your cup runs over sometimes because you lean on a lot. I don't have to, I, don't, I know that. But we keep praying. Yes. Yeah. You're no call, no name, because it's recording. Mm-hmm. I, I don't stop looking out for it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because he gave up everything. I know. But like. All that from, I have told him from, I don't, I don't hide it. Because mm-hmm. he never, he never has sense enough to say no. Yeah, from a kid. I know, I know. <laughs> from, a, from a 12, see, we came to New York at 12, 11. Got the job working. 
uh, at, at the school. Just like, well, everybody worked. Mm-hmm. You, you, you had it once you got a social security card, you could work. And, but he, but as the years goes on from him, from then on, that person has been working and money meant nothing. She's talking about my daddy, y'all. Man, <laughs> I was saying, you the dope. Shout out to all. Oh, he's the best. She's, she's talking I about my daddy. I didn't say my name, so y'all know who I'm talking about. We know. He yeah. would give. Every, all seven of them. And when I say seven, I counted my, I didn't count Don and Douglas. I'm counting your Andini and Akadini, you know. Andini and Akadini. <laughs> Andini and Akadini. From baby, I mean, this is this has been his life. And that's why when his, when his birthday was, I tried to explain that. And I can never say it enough. No, I that know. His yeah. whole life is I mean, things could have been better for him, but if he's if we if you said you needed it, it meant nothing. And the hurt is so bad that at this time in his life, in the last 10 years, has it been 10 years there? Uh since he left, it was in no, 2015. It's been the last six years. It has been very have been tremendous. Mm-hmm. When he moved to Elmont? No, he moved to Elmont in 2016. But everything started in 2015. He moved to Elmont in 2016? What are we getting at here? Yeah. No, but this is this is this is the thing though. Like like in in the in and the, in, the in the world and in our in our family, like yeah. sacrifice is is part of what we recognize Maybe. as as DNA. being yeah yeah of being like an amazing person and when i witnessed that you know obviously my father and my home i witnessed that i thought like i have to be as self-sacrificing because that is what a good person is and i want to be good just like that but what i'm learning is that you can't be you him. cannot become a martyr because like it, it, you just can't like at some point you yeah. have to yes. put yourself first I and I tell him that it. it is family therapy I tell him that all the time I'm like I'm like daddy you your happiness matters it has to matter to you because it matters to me I want it to matter it, to you yes I want you to live your best life oh these dads bro I'm like bro <laughs> bruh can you bruh but what I what I will under what I will say is that I've learned that, and I and this is something I tell grandma too. Even with you know carrying things that there are some burdens that aren't like I, it's not my burden to bear. I will help however I can, but honestly, even in my own life, I've had to realize that I'm not in control. God is in control. I I'm not a sac. I like I there are things that I will do as led, but when you operate outside of what God is telling you to do, operate outside of what if God tells you to give, cool. But if you're trying to save everybody, baby, you're not Jesus. Like, <laughs> like flat out, you are not Jesus. You cannot save the world because if in the midst, and my dad had said this to me because I was driving myself crazy in nursing school, in the midst of me trying to save everybody, if I kill over and die. Then what? Then what? 
So I've had to learn how to say no in love. No makes me, makes my skin crawl. I wish I could tell everybody yes. And you get a car and you get it. Like that is what my, that my default is that. But I've had to learn that a lot of times people don't learn lessons that way. I'm doing a lot more harm than good. Am I, why am I really wanting to self-sacrifice? Am I doing it because I want to help? Or is this like a recognition thing? Like I've had to really therapy be having you out here. (laughs) <laughs> between yeah, I've, I've had to face the same exact okay. things. It's like, why, why do I feel like that is my responsibility? It's not. Um, part of what helped me was my, was my husband, like Andre, this is weird to him. He like, he's like, first of all, these people are grown. <laughs> like what we first, he was like, grown people, you, we're not going to keep, we're not going to bleed ourselves out for grown people. There are some people who are on the exception list, Charlotte, but you cannot, uh, we can't go broke and be sitting in the dark because adults are not making good choices. Because I had these friends when I met Andre, she had two sons. They were my godsons. And I, um, I would go with like, I wouldn't have no money because I'm giving them money because their lights are cut off. And Andre's like, why are you giving them money? I'm like, Andre, she got the babies, their lights cut off, their water is cut off. Like the babies, the babies, the babies. And we go over there to visit. And in the kitchen, there is a countertop full of empty liquor bottles. Y'all over here kicking it. And I'm working and going to school. And I'm just like, that's the last time you were giving them money. If their lights go out, the kids can come over here and they can have a meal. But you're not going to keep handing them over money because their mom, who is grown, is refusing to step up. She knows she got kids. (laughs) They're not your kids. And so it took for somebody that wasn't related to me because we all are like, let's get all of our, our whole lives together and we'll give every listen to kids the call. <laughs> That's just who we are. And he wasn't doing that to be mean, but it it it's a balance. He's like, Charlotte, then what happens when your lights are out? Who comes to help you when your water's off? You're not out here kicking it. I mean, when I say bottles, y'all, it was like, wow, like there's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> y'all are kicking it every weekend. And then when you're good, I don't hear from you. And so I've had to learn that it's not my position always to provide. God is the provider. And when he tells me I can help, I'm glad to do it. But it doesn't make me less of a person because I tell you, hey, like you need to learn how to, to budget your money. That's the truth. <laughs> Amen to that. That that was that was deep. I mean, yes, yeah. you first let's have the money to budget. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that too, because that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time he doesn't have it to budget. So we we're not talking that. about him. We're talking about in general. Oh, Good. but <laughs> so that's but that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, but yeah. I mean, do do you do you recognize that, Grandma? That like there has to be a balance between like what you can give and do for people and still take care of yourself as well. I tried to learn. I mean, boy, my health was of wanting to work and taking care of people. That's where I, without getting an income, that's where, that's what I could do. That's I did. probably why I thrive. That's why we all thrive in healthcare because we're just little givers and doers and servers and lovers. We just want to love. Yeah. Them. Okay, I can, we're going to get this fixed any way we can. <laughs> That, you know, that's what I do. That's what I did. You yeah. know, I was in Virginia, and but the sad part about it, I ain't gonna talk about it. It dies. Yeah, and that's where the pain comes from. Yeah, 
but they were sick in the beginning. And it wasn't me that made them sick. But I always want to take care of everybody. But they already, I have to learn that they are sick. Mm-hmm. And this is not because I'm there and looking at them that they leave. Mm-hmm. Seems like to me, that's what happens. Yeah. I think what I've had to learn too. Just is that way, that's why I said I want to see my salad just to go visit, but I know I couldn't stay with her because I had the wrong mindset. Yeah. That but I, she would leave me. Yeah. Well, not me, but yeah. her child would be. I don't hurt y'all. It's not hurt y'all. <laughs> oh, oh grandma i love you but i but i get it grandma because even me i've experienced patient death it's not it sucks but what i've learned is you it really is a a way that you frame your mind instead of like you know oh they left me it's like man i'm so glad that in your last you know amount of time that you were here i was able to serve and love on you in this way i thank you but listen I took care of the t- his brothers, the three step brothers. Uh, I didn't have to, Henry. I was in New York, but my brothers, Little Albert, Lewis. No, you you are the hospice nurse of this family. Like, and I can't do it. No. You ain't got to. They all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh, Lord. Jesus. That was great. <laughs> no but no but that always falls on like the women of the family you notice that right like yeah 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 but that's it's it's, my sisters yeah uh, my brothers sister-in-law one brother-in-law i'm going from running with uncle bob to the hospital me and uncle willie you moved to virginia to help your best friend take care of her son and her the husband and everybody that was sick, you moved down there and boo child, I'm so glad you came back to New York all of them they, yeah they did. They went to and my brother and Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Lewis. Mm-hmm. All right, grandma. Yeah, don't go down the memory. Don't go down I ain't going down memory lane though. <laughs> we'll but I'm just but I'm I saying I want y'all to philo- remember you the philosopher and you're the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. okay. So our last word should be our family mantra that Jara is about to get into. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yes, Jara. So you started, Jara. You say if you mess with me, about I'm, family. Come on, Jara. We'll spread your brain. Come on. From where? From here oh. to Spain. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you. This is the best thing. Yes, we don't put all our family business out here at the pod. Um, But look, you know what? But ain't no, ain't no what happens in this house stays in this house, and that's what I love. Even when I'm on my podcast, I'm like, let me tell you something. Mary (laughs) be ghetto, and I just say it because somebody needs to be truthful out here in these streets. Yes. So if any of the names mentioned in this podcast sound familiar, you might be a cousin. What's up, cousin? The following podcast is, <laughs> is rated is rated F for family. That's oh, that sounds so good. Because I like that. Our business is in these streets. 
for your entertainment and knowledge. Yes, learn, learn from us. I love, I love this. And love. Yes, and love. Grandma's love. Yes, grandma's love, everybody. Well, we love you, honey. We love. I love you too. I love you both. All right, and that'll be it for this week's episode, y'all. I'm going to tell you what your late Uncle Joe Howard would say. Okay. If you just tuned in for me, you're too late, cause honey, I'm done. Come on. And on that note, and that's on period, okay?